0: Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim and we talk about horror movies and in this week's show we are talking about Split, which is the new film from M. Night Shyamalan. We'll start spoiler free like we usually do with new releases and we will give you spoiler warning halfway through. Uh, before we even talk about the movie actually, I, d- I just want to say, first of all apologies, this is a little bit later in the week than we usually get the episodes up, uh, that's mainly because schedules and things. Tim had someone visiting, I had a weird... Yeah schedule going on. So it got pushed a couple of days so we're a little bit later. So apologies for that. Um, number two, it, I can't talk about it much during this section of the review. I'll save most of it for spoilers because I have to talk about spoilers to really talk about it. But a big element of this film is spoiled for me. Not because someone specifically told me something but because regular news sites kept posting headlines that let me figure something out. And I saw it five days after release. And that was still not short enough to avoid having things spoiled by normal news sites. Not, not you know, assholes on Twitter, not assholes on a message board, anything like that. News sites. <laughs> what I find really annoying about that is I think people think
1: <clears throat> if they don't, like, specifically say what it is that it's not, like, yeah. you know, gonna do any harm, like... You know, just like, sometimes just the
0: headlines or the screenshots, like, that's all you need. Yeah, it's and... context. You, you see the image with the headline, you're like, okay. Yeah. And it's, what was worse with this one, especially, was like, I'd see one article, then I'd see another yeah. article, and then when you put them together, it was like, alright, yeah. okay, I guess I've figured that out. But I'll talk about that properly in spoilers, <laughs> so I can actually talk about what they, they spoiled and so on. And there'll be a full-on rant when we get there, I promise you <laughs> that. Um... And the other thing is just before. I just obviously this is in H. and mm-hmm. this is a director who, of course, I really liked in the early part of his career. Six Sense, mm-hmm. Unbreakable, Signs, really good. Haven't seen The Village since it came out. I remember thinking it was fine at the time. Maybe it hasn't aged well. Lady in the Water, not so good. Happening, trash. Mm-hmm. And I've not seen Last Airbender or, or After Earth, but everything I hear is they are the worst of the worst. Yeah. We actually reviewed The Visit on this show, we did that in 2015, which was better than The Happening, I liked it a little bit more than you did, but I didn't even like it that much, I thought it was okay, I thought the simplicity worked well, but the found footage and some of the elements were a bit off, and you hated it more Mm -hmm. than I did, because you hated the characters, I think, more than anything. Uh, It was more than that, but yeah, that was a big part of it, but yeah, yeah, overall I really didn't like it. Yeah, so... It's just funny then starting 2017 our first mm. first review was of it watches which was a terrible movie <laughs> where it was it was like some student or not even a student like a dropout of film school tried to make something and was horrendous. Last week we saw the first cinema release that we did this year which was the Bye Bye Man and it was maybe <sighs> the it may actually be the worst movie I've ever seen in the theater. Like really? I've seen worse at home. Like you know because obviously it yeah. watches was worse but mm-hmm. In the theatre? I can't think of a, a worse one.
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I, I've i seen some pretty crappy stuff in the theatre, but I'd really have to try to reach back and think about
0: it. But the reason why I'm telling it's you this... It's definitely up there, though. Yeah, the reason why I'm setting this up, though, the reason why I'm describing what we had the last couple of weeks is because I was kind of laughing into this week going, it's up to M. Night Shyamalan to break a streak of crap. It's up to M. Night Shyamalan, the man who has not impressed us in over a decade... To somehow get us out of this funk and give us a good film, and I don't know if this is going to shock you, Tim, but I think he succeeded.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I wouldn't agree with that. I... Okay,
0: Interesting. Okay, we have got a got a fight on our hands. This is going to be fun. Now, I'm, I'm not gonna like say that I
1: hated this; that it was awful. Um, but in the and I don't want to try to make like a pun or sound like a, I'm doing a joke, but I am kind of split on it.
0: Um, <laughs> I love, I knew exactly what you were going to say because you you prefaced that a lot. You're like, yeah, I'm not making a pun. I'm not trying to make a joke. Yeah, <laughs> But I'm split but it's, on it's it. It's one
1: of those things where like, you know, sometimes where you think like, I don't want to say that. But then when you think that it's like, well, now that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of like, I would say I liked about half of it and hated about the other half. It's kind of right down the middle for me. It is definitely a lot better than the visit, and a lot better than the last two movies that we watch for sure,
0: without a doubt. Oh yeah, I think that's um, clear. I think, I think Tim, even if you hated this movie, if you came in here and told me this was worse than or on par with the last two, I'd have told you you were a filthy liar. Get out.
1: Yeah, um, and there's definitely a lot of uh like really shining points of the movie. uh I think um James McAvoy
0: being one of them. I'd thought. He, oh, he—he he is acting circles around everyone in this. It is yeah, insane how good he is.
1: Yeah, and it was just such a, a like pleasure to watch him. Like, um, very, very interesting uh, choices, and it really just like sucked you in whenever he was on screen, and uh, it, it built like. Um, like some very like you know proper tension <laughs> throughout the so, some good the tension
0: movie. some surprising tension I wasn't expecting I should probably I'll explain what the uh, the premises because you might be watching this non spoiler part without really knowing what the movie is so so James McAvoy plays a character uh, whose real name is Kevin but he has a very specific type of like split personality disorder where he has twenty three very distinct personalities and he kidnaps these three girls at the start of the movie, that's the premise, and he has them locked up, and every time he comes in to see them, it seems like he has a different personality, and it becomes clear that it's not just one person, it's kind of multiple, and they're held captive, and he's keeping them there for something. We don't know what it is, but he keeps saying, well, you're here for a reason, and it builds up, and obviously that would begin to spoil the territory to talk about what that is, but that's the that's the main g- gist of the movie. And throughout, we also get... a. Uh, Flashbacks of the main character uh, Casey, who's one of the the, the main girl played by uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who was in The Witch last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she keeps popping up. I almost and...
1: didn't recognize her at first, and until I, like well, once I kind of yeah. realized
0: I, I could see it, but uh, yeah, at first I didn't realize that. I I, I recognize her right away. I, I think she's got a very distinct mouth. Uh, as strange as that mm-hmm. sounds, like as soon as I seen her, the mouth is like yeah, that's her from The Witch. Uh, yep. But I get what you mean. She's not in the old timey. Like the and,
1: clothes are different, yeah. the hair is different and a different hair
0: colour, yeah. She's really she does look a lot different, but uh so she's in this and we get flashbacks to her childhood and that she has like her own personal arcs throughout the movie which which uh goes on. So that that's the gist of the thing. And we also have a psychiatrist character who Kevin goes to see as his different personalities and that gives us a sort of window into a a lot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's what the movie's about. And I think the trailer was surprisingly good because I, I was optimistic about it more so than I normally would be with a Shyamalan movie. And I got everything I kind of expected from the trailer. There was a lot of good acting from McAvoy. There was a lot of good, like sharp strings on the soundtrack, and even just something as simple as where he's got them. He's got them in this room, but there's all these. It's like a uh, industrial hallways like around the, the area and just all these mm-hmm. like sort of like tracking shots of like the the pipes and the lights going out down the hallway as it would like fade to black and you hear this sharp string so, like it, it built a mood it built a very uh off-kilter sort of yeah atmosphere uh, which i appreciate
1: yeah i actually had pretty high hopes going in uh, cuz the the trailer um was really exciting and i actually had um you know quite a number of friends uh that saw it and were I don't want to say raving about it, but you know everyone had like a lot of like really good things to say.
0: Yeah, um, so would you say that out your group of friends you were on the more negative side compared to them? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah so I think Macaboy is great. I think it's actually mostly really well directed. It feels and it, this is the this is the baffling thing to me. Mm-hmm. Is that Shyamalan has early films? I love the direction in those. I, I think if you go back mm. and watch Sixth Sense* *Unbreakable*, you see a lot of really subtle, very deliberate camera movement. You see a lot of really stylistic things that really make it what it is. And I feel like some of that was back in this. I feel like I was seeing things where you, the camera was very deliberate. He was doing very specific mm. things. He was keeping things out of frame on, fr- you know, where they needed to be. Uh, some gorgeous stuff in like silhouette when there's like some dark t- tunnels uh, later on in the movie when they're chasing you know, people are running mm-hmm. from things and whatnot, and you get this really creepy, horrific kind of visuals. It looks really cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think, like, especially, uh, there's some really good highlights with, like, um, uh, McAvoy, uh, I, I feel like, depending on, you know, who he was in the moment, like, he might be lighted a certain way uh, to, you know, appear more menacing, yeah, the, or, like, the, more innocent. And... Yeah,
0: the direction assisted with the character mm-hmm. changes, along with his acting, which was obviously very on point. Yeah. McAvoy is obviously the star of the film. He's I wouldn't say he steals it, because he's maybe the star anyway, but he really is. He does carry it, uh, a lot of it himself. Uh, if I'm getting any criticisms, there's a couple of very minor things that I can't talk about till spoilers, but the big one I can talk about, my one main criticism that I would... Uh, the psychiatrist character. Hmm. I think she was a pretty bad actress. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't great. Um, I
1: I I I didn't really have any like, you know, like noticeable reaction to her like uh, I, as opposed to when we watched the Bye Bye Man and I was like oh these <laughs>
0: people are awful yeah like- no no that's fair I, I think it's a combination of two things I think part of it is that she very much is here's the woman who's going to give us all of the theory and exposition there you know, was some like. Huge exposition dumps. Yeah. The, 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 there was a scene in particular because she's a psychiatrist. And she's got all these theories about the split personalities and how they're all distinct people, and how oh one personality is allergic to something, but the rest aren't, even though it's the same body. And she gives this like uh, lecture over Skype, and she drops all of this like info on us. <laughs> and well, a lot of it was relevant. I almost feel like the movie would have worked even just a little bit better if we didn't get a lot of this. If it just let us think about it ourselves as we were watching it, it would have. Played more. I think. I think there was a couple of key points we still needed to get from her, but a lot of it felt like a bit too much. And then the other thing, and maybe you're going to call me crazy for this, she (laughs) reminded me of someone else. Okay. She reminded me of, not I wouldn't say a character, but of an actress in another film. Okay. She reminded Uh me of the mother in (laughs) Burdemic. I don't know if it's maybe because the actress is from this, a similar part of the country and she's got the same accent yeah. or what. But do, do you remember the mother in Birdemic? The one who like the girl takes the the boy to go see her mom, and uh, she's yeah. like, "Oh, and I was in this business for twelve years, but it's so nice that you finally got a boyfriend." And it was just everything <laughs> she said reminded me of her, and it was so weird. I'm like, yeah. it's not that she's as bad as her. It was just it was reminding me of her, and it was really drawing I, my attention. Yeah. No, I, I get that again. It's like one of those little like
1: worms that gets in your brain, yeah. and it, you you can't get it out. It's kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah. Um, she I, made
1: some. We'll get it into more into um, spoilers. Yeah, uh, spoilers, I, but I, she made some uh, moves that I, annoyed I, me.
0: I feel like this will be more heavily spoiler side than it will be. You know, uh, yeah. this video just because the way the movie's set up, the way it's structured, the way it plays off, everything's mostly in the spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I will say. I did like the ending, I liked and I can't say why without going into spoilers. I did like everything it did. I I thought uh Casey's character, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. I thought her arc uh well all on the nose at times was was a very dark and kind of satisfying arc. Uh mm-hmm. you know, you know when the place she gets to by the time our story ends, it I enjoyed the story it told through that and it was disturbing it was dark it fit the mood of the film and regardless of the re- anything else she did sort of have a completed story which made the film feel like a whole which it will, will be more relevant when I get to spoilers and why why I think that's an important statement to make uh, I, I think the two girls that go with her who obviously aren't as important because I've not mentioned them that much they, they're they kind of fine the, the, the acting's not as good as her as Angatilla Joy or McAvoy obviously but I think they're fine for what they are. There's some weird decisions about splitting them away from her at one point, and they kind of feel like they vanish for a lot of the movie.
1: Yeah, it, it almost seems kind of unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure like, why that happened. Um, but uh, otherwise, <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was tense. McAvoy is a great performance. Mm. As much as the psychiatrist stuff, I didn't like her. McAvoy in mm. those scenes when she was with her. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a scene where he's one personality and she believes he's lying about what personality is, and she's trying to get him to admit that he's actually the other one. And yeah. his eyes in this <laughs> scene, as he was like debating whether or not he should like cave and tell the truth yeah. about who he is, and then when he finally shifts to the other character and like, admits mm-hmm. that he's being the other one, is perfect. it was
1: so great like just the way that he was able to transform without like you know the camera shifting or him putting on like a a mask or something it it was great
0: it was it was mannerisms it was the way his eyes looked it was everything it was it was great the way it would smile or not smile the way it shift between everything was great i mean i would say the movie is absolutely worth seeing just for his performance uh, even if everything else fails for you
1: and I would say, like, um, again, I don't want to sound too negative because, again, I'm not saying that I hated it, like, absolutely hated it. It's just um, all my problems were with, yeah, like, the other characters and the therapists and stuff. Like, if the movie was, like, really, like, most, like, you know, just, you know, McAvoy, like, if if it was just – if I – like, it was just isolating <laughs> – yeah, him alone, I would be like raving about
0: it. You, um, you, here's the thing about the other characters, the other girls, and the they get kidnapped with her. I will say this: they didn't yeah. bother me like as much as I'm, I'm. I'm sort of critiquing it because I'm thinking, from a story perspective, why did this happen? But they didn't bother me, and I also liked it because they set up the idea that Anya Taylor Joy is a bit of a weirder character. She's like she's been invited to this party that one of them's had for their birthday or whatever. And they've invited her out of necessity because they've invited everyone else in the class and it, it'd be rude not to. But they think she's weird. We get a little bit of exposition as to, like, you know, she's a bit weird, she doesn't really talk to anyone, she's always in detention, that kind of stuff. And she does react differently to the situation. Once they, you know, they realise they've been kidnapped, they wake up in the room. Mm-hmm. I What I really liked, because I think most horror movies and movies like this would do this, is they would team up against her. They would start freaking out about her. They would make her feel like shit because she's different. And that never happened. In fact, at one point mm-hmm. later in the film, when they are separated, they even say, oh, we need to go back and get her. They, they still care yeah. about her, and they still want to go and help her. So as much as they do... Okay, she's a bit of a weirdo. They never turn into cliched teenage characters where they just hate her for being weird. They they try and you know act like human beings, which I, I thought was a nice touch because I expected them to i expected them to be bitches and they weren't
1: yeah yeah like especially when the the first girl kind of gets separated um then you kind of think the other one is going to like start lashing out at her or something like like you know accuse it like say oh this is your fault or something but y- yeah they really didn't and then you know they were more like oh like you know let's like kind of you know bond together well, maybe not like super bonding but like you know let's like make sure that we're like in this together you know
0: yeah so I I will say that I think I think that's a, a something worth praising because I was expecting that to go a different, more cliched route. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else to say without spoilers. Honestly, I have a lot to say with spoilers, but not a lot without. <laughs> so, uh, any final kind of thing you want to say before we jump into spoilers? And
1: um, no, and uh, you know, I, I I have my problems, but there was enough in it that I liked. I wasn't mad I, or. You know that I saw it, and I would recommend people seeing it. There's uh, definitely a, a, enough that's worth your um, your money and your attention.
0: I will say um, one thing I want to say before we go to spoilers. Actually, is that this is a film with a vision. I feel like a director had an idea, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do everything to have that vision, even if that includes giving him a pointless cameo, which he always seems to give himself. <laughs> <laughs> that said though his cameo was fine in this I didn't bother me Like I think there's been other ones because I think even though I like Signs the cameo he gave himself in Signs was kind of an important character and it felt really weird yeah. whereas here it is just a one scene couple of lines and he's gone like whatever yeah. it's not a big deal he, he can deliver a couple of lines without it feeling weird uh, but it does kind of take you out of the movie though because you kind of chuckle and go heh heh Yeah, was on <laughs> yeah you know? um, but no, it has a vision. It has a very clear, distinct vision. It didn't feel like someone's stumbling over themselves, and it felt like he cared about this movie. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what's been missing for like the last decade. He's been doing, you know, this adaptation on a anime series, or he's been doing this. Uh, some people are going to correct me and say, hey, "Last year, Windows not an anime." You know what I mean? He's, you know, he's right, yeah. he's, he's been doing, you know, this big budget After Earth thing with Will Smith. Maybe the those like, he's tried to work in the studio system. He's tried to do these big budget things. Maybe the difference mm-hmm. here. Maybe the thing that's really brought him back to an extent is the no, this is a small film that I care about this was an idea, I wanted to do this and maybe that's why because it's baffling to me that he went from doing really fantastic stuff Mm -hmm. to just sinking and sinking to the absolute bottom with the last like three three or four movies and then The Visit was a bit better but still kind of rough and then Mm -hmm. for me this is maybe not quite as excellent as his first three but it's not miles, you know, a million miles away from it anymore. It's like, I'm kind of feeling like he's back, which is weird. I mean, I, I think at the you know, uh,
1: at the bare minimum, like, you know the, the more stuff he does like, from this point on, it's gonna be, you, you know, like, there was a time like, after the happening, where it's kind of like Oh man, a new a new Shyamalan movie, you know. But now it's it's funny. It, yeah. I think it's a li- it's a little less now. It's like oh, uh, a new, well, it, a new it, Shyamalan movie. This might be good
0: for the first four or five movies. Obviously, it was like around the fifth one where it started to really dip. But f- yeah. there was a time in high school when I was excited by a new Shyamalan movie, and then yeah. it got to a point after the happening where I just ignored new Shyamalan movies yeah. because they were probably horrible. And now I'm like going to be up. To- I mean, obviously there was that decade of shit. And that'll be in yeah. the back of my head, and I'll, it won't get... My, my expectations won't be super high, always, because I'll mm-hmm. always have that doubt. But mm-hmm. at least next, next time I'll be like, this might be good. Yeah, so, Dan, did, you,
1: did you ever end up seeing a Devil? With, like, the the guys
0: trapped in the elevator? Yeah, he didn't direct that, but I did see it, yeah. He produced that. Oh, he just produced it? Yeah, he didn't direct that, yeah. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Alright, uh, my mistake. Um... Yeah, I, I was just trying to think of like his other movies, like you you mentioned at the the start, um, and it's been a long time since I I've gone back and watched them, and I think I would be kind of interested like to see how they
0: hold up. Um, I think I think the first yeah. three definitely do, uh, yeah. But some people will debate uh, on Signs. Some people think Signs is the first one that was the the dip. To me, I mean, I don't like it as much yeah. as the first two, but I still think it's a really solid movie. But hey, that's that's. Yeah. Beauty of movies, subjective and all that. But let's get into some spoilers. Alright, let's do it. As uh, Tim is stroking his cat, I think, off screen.
1: She doesn't often uh, lay right here in front of the TV, but I think she wants attention.
0: Ah, They get all that sometimes. (laughs) Alright, full spoilers then from this point on for Split. And I'm going to warn you again, because the first thing I'm going to talk about here (laughs) is spoilers. Full spoilers Mm -hmm. for Split, including the ending and anything related. Okay, so now (laughs) I'll give you a spoiler warning for Split. I also have to give you a spoiler warning for something else, and this itself is a spoiler for Split, which is why I made clear to really emphasise that full spoilers from that (laughs) last sentence. So full spoilers for Split, but also full spoilers for Unbreakable. Here's where I get my rant, Tim, because I really want to complain about this. Before we actually talk about the implications of the movie, because most of what I have to say is positive, but I want to complain that this was spoiled for me. Feel feel free, rant away. Because within 24 hours of goddamn release, websites Mm. had to start posting news stories. Even if they thought, oh, we're not being spoiler because we're not saying what it is or whatever. Mm. I saw one headline that said, James McAvoy, on board for sequel to Spoiler. I'm like that's weird. Why 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 would this I mean I guess it ruins the eight you know, me at the time assuming it's a spoiler to split. I'm like, why would this mm. why would this I mean, obviously it maybe spoils that he's alive at the end of the movie. Maybe that's yeah. the spoiler, but like it still felt weird, like why would you spoil that? Next day Shimeline's going to do unbreakable 2 next. I'm like Alright, okay. Fair enough. Alright. Day three. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I got, I was, there was another Unbreakable 2 coming next from Shyamalan and then at the bottom yeah. though, it's underneath the title it said, warning, this article contains spoilers for Split I'm like, that's <laughs> weird why would there be spoilers for Split in an article about Unbreakable 2 yeah. and then, it was actually just yesterday, It was co- I didn't remember who posted the other ones, but this one yesterday was comicbook.com, I'm calling you out you assholes post on Twitter, they posted a link to an article called Five Secret Sequels We'd Love to See. No mention of Split, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, five, what's that about? That sounds interesting. Because it just says Five yeah. Secret Sequels. And the image was of, like, uh, I think Fight Club. And I was like, oh, whatever, right? Maybe that's just one of the ones mm. they want to see. That's fine. Click on it. And they're all played video at the start starts with clips from Split. I, pu- I always pause that immediately. want I watch their auto played video, right? So that's not yeah. a big deal. But right away, I'm because th- some of them are just like sort of generic, and they keep they keep coming up from all particles. Didn't think <laughs> much of it. Scroll down, right? So now that secret sequels are a thing, I'm like, something's a secret sequel. <laughs> the image underneath this sentence was of split on one side <laughs> and unbreakable on the other. Ah, uh, okay. And, of course, as soon as I seen this, which was... This was the, the nail in the coffin. This was where it just, like, are you serious? Yeah. And then I immediately thought back to all those other articles, and I'm like, wait a minute, those all, now in retrospect, they all make mm-hmm. sense. And then, like, several times last night, and even this morning, I saw more articles about Unbreakable 2 Happy, and I'm like, this is why they're all talking about it. This, this is... Yeah. And all I could think was... These assholes, all of them, (laughs) every single website that had to post something... I mean, fair enough, talk about Unbreakable 2 being announced, because I don't think that in and of itself is bad. You you just say Unbreakable 2 has been planned, Shyamalan's doing it next, fine. Right? But all these... McAvoy's on board for spoiler. And uh, this article contains spoilers for Split, and then that secret sequels list? bullshit that was obvious and then the funny thing is I went back up to the top see that auto-played video I let it play for the first mm-hmm. 10 seconds to see what it did mm-hmm. and you know what it started with well now that it's been 4 days we're not going to get too spoilery but we will say that Split is a secret <laughs> sequel to another movie 4 days yeah 4 or 5 yeah. days whatever I think it was 5 and I was just like that's a huge spoiler that like yeah. from context from everything else on the internet that I'm not even <laughs> looking for it. It's just headlines. I didn't click in any of these other articles because it said, there's spoilers for this in this article for Split. So obviously I'm not going to click on it. It's just, yeah. none of you could hold back. None of you could do it. You you had to all jump on this because it was an exciting thing to talk about, like a bunch of assholes. And because of that, I had this ruined for me. And this was especially painful because I love Unbreakable. Unbreakable is my favourite Shyamalan film. I think it's a goddamn mm-hmm. masterpiece. I love it to death. And... Yep. I knew before I'd seen this, assuming that I was right, because there was a small chance I was wrong, maybe i jumped to conclusions kind of thing before I'd seen it. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it, but you know, there was always a chance. Yeah. And I thought, when this happens in this movie, I would have been so excited. But now I'm just going to be like, oh, here it is. Here's the the moment. And the moment, that, the, the first thing that happens that links it is a bit of music. You hear some music from Unbreakable come in. I would have lost my shit had I not known about this, (laughs) when it came in. Because I recognised it the first few piano notes. I'm like, that sounds Mm. like Unbreakable. And then it properly kicked into the theme. I would have got so excited. I would have been Mm. jumping out. Well, not literally, but I'd have been jumping for joy. I would Mm. have been so pumped. This would have excited me so much. I've been wanting a sequel to Unbreakable for so goddamn long.
1: It it would have been like the next... Things since like seeing uh like Nick Fury at the end of
0: Iron Man like that'd be like the closest Kinda, like yeah. thing but, I can relate it to. But the thing, but it would have meant even more to me than that because this was more personal because because you know, when yeah. I saw Iron Man I didn't even know who Nick Fury was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it was a cool little tease, but I didn't mean anything to me. Whereas this was mm-hmm. like oh shit, this is actually connected to one of your favorite movies and you didn't know. Yeah. That is so cool, and it was robbed for me because the goddamn media couldn't keep their mouths shut mm-hmm. for five days. Did. And the, the thing
1: that's <laughs> and the thing that's annoying <laughs> about it is like a lot of people will say oh well if you don't want to be spoiled just stay off the internet. It's like well alright first of all in this day and age that's almost impossible. Yeah that's stupid. That's uh, like
0: going off grid. That's just. Yeah. And and then also it's like well. It, well no, actually, It's not like Just to back on that point right I'd even accept that if this was a sequel to something and I knew it was something that I wanted to avoid spoilers for. But that was the point here. This was a secret sequel. I didn't know there was something like this to be spoiled. Yeah, and but it's also it's just like it's just a few days. Like it's one thing like
1: if it's been out for three weeks, a month, or whatever, like you know, if you were really excited about it, you probably would have seen it by then. But yeah, it's just a few days and again, like to your point, you're not going out and looking for it. You're not like you know, it'd be one thing if you're looking up, like, split reviews or something, which, still, they shouldn't be spoilering, or they should have spoiler warnings, but still, that's a little different, at least, if you're looking at related
0: content or something. But Joey do- really yeah. pisses me off is that I don't even have a problem with, like, the art. Obviously, they're going to have to put articles about it. That's fine. Yeah. Here's how you title it, right? Mm-hmm. So that you give me nothing, but you <laughs> warn me sufficiently. You just mm-hmm. simply put Shyamalan's follow-up to split, you know, Shyamalan's going to do a, his next movie, but there's spoilers mm. for Split. We can't talk about it without spoiling it. Uh. I won't click on it. It gives me nothing. Yeah, it, ma- it, it makes me think there might be a spo- uh, might be a sequel to Split, maybe, but it doesn't give me a hint that it's related to something else. It would have kept that completely secret, yeah. but instead, every way they phrased it, even though they were dancing around the actual word "unbreakable" or they were dancing around the, the whatever word they wanted, it, it in context you could just put them together and it fit, and you you got it, and it was heartbreaking, because this would have been such a huge twist, or even a twist, yeah. I wouldn't call it a twist, it's a reveal, it's a reveal.
1: Now, and of course they don't <laughs> care, because they just want clicks, it doesn't matter, That's but it. now, I, there was something that annoyed me, which, it, it isn't as bad as what happened to you, um, Go for it. <laughs> and but it's also something that really annoyed me, and it, it's probably putting a lot more on myself than like, people or the movie or whatever but i like kept seeing so many people talking about a twist like they kept like you know people were just posting stuff like oh my god i couldn't believe the twist at the end and like you said first of all it's not even really a twist but still that's what people are saying and you know they're like oh my god the twists are like oh like make sure you don't you know read about the twist before you go see it i heard so much about this twist that throughout the whole movie i couldn't help but think like Oh, I, I bet that's what the twist is going to be. Or yeah, That's
0: what it's going to be. You're thinking, oh, one of the girls is actually his personality. It's not that. That like, was you were that was thinking that of my, sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that was one of my theories. It was going to be like something like that, or uh, or that everyone, like the therapist and the girls and everything, was a uh, whatever, and or that the girl was also going to have or the you know the main character Casey was also going to have um, you know did and. Like I just, it, it just really distracted me because, yeah, I there were points where uh, you know my focus is shifting a little bit from the movie to, you know, trying to get ahead of what it's gonna be, and uh, and again, it's not like you know technically it, it, no one spoiled anything for me, but still, just all the talk of like, oh, make, you know, look out for the twist, you know, don't read yeah. about the twist, like, can, yeah. can we just like
0: not talk about stuff? I Actually, I really I appreciate our group our group on Facebook, everyone who'd seen it before I did oh yeah even when they t- even when they said oh r- i would really like the movie i really want to talk to someone about the ending they never said the word twist they never said yeah. the word reveal or anything like that they just said they were excited about it and that got me pumped you know it was mm-hmm. i seen the excitement and that was enough i didn't need any more It didn't ruin yeah. anything and that's fine now obviously if you'll you may be watching us and going ah oh, this is such first world problems and it is like i'm not Oh, sure yeah uh, it that's... is it's just but we're here to talk about a movie. Uh, we obviously love movies and in this particular case I love Unbreakable so it just it hurt a lot when that, yeah. that first time experience of that discovery was ruined for me it really pissed me off now but past that let's stop ranting okay. let's talk right. we, we spent a good 10 <laughs> minutes on that let's talk about the actual movie and yep. what this connection to Unbreakable does to it first of all when I went back and looked at the poster Mm-hmm. It's a uh, and this made sense on its own because of the premise of the movie, but it's actually McAvoy behind like sharp like glass that's cracking, which is very reminiscent of the poster for Unbreakable. Oh. So there's yeah, little hints there, which is cool. Interesting. Um, but what is this movie? And obviously, since I knew there was a connection, I kind of realized what it was like halfway through. I kind of got the what the whole point of it was mm-hmm. because it was connected to Unbreakable. But Unbreakable, of course, was a very realistic, down to earth take on a superhero origin. So what split is? It's the other side of that coin. It is a very down to earth. I'm not gonna say realistic, but grounded take on a supervillain origin. Well, what I kind of like along the lines
1: of that. I at first I was expecting them to go like full on, like you know he keeps talking about the beast, and I was expecting Mm. like a big transformation. uh, But then uh, what we get is more a more subdued. Like there is like super human stuff going on but
0: it's not like over the top well it kind of goes back to unbreakable that whole idea in unbreakable where which obviously isn't a horror film but which is actually one of the things i love about this idea This being the super villain origin is that this is a horror film because it's about the villain and he should be scary it's kind of like because they keep trying to do like villain movies or they keep talking about doing them all we're going to do a black adam we're going to do a sinister six movie we're going to do a venom movie and you kind of like how are you going to do that this is actually how you do it the villain movie shouldn't be the v- villain as the protagonist because that's really weird and hard to do. The villain movie should just be the villain's still the villain, but the superhero's not there to save the day. And that's scary. Yeah. You know, imagine a Joker like attack when Batman's not around. How terrifying is he then? You know, that's what the villain movie you if, if you're going to do a standalone villain movie, that's probably how to do it in yeah. a lot of cases. Obviously, yeah. you get more complex ones where their shades of gray and all that. And maybe you can do a kind of anti hero esque spin on it. Yeah. Um, but that was that's that really cool idea to me, that it's a completely different genre. You know, that's a very subdued superhero movie, and then this is a thriller, horror, building up this bad guy, which really works. I really like that. I like that it is the, the other side of that coin that presumably will set up a movie where this is his arch nemesis, this is David Dunn's. Mm-hmm. And they even give him a name, he's, the Horde. Like, yeah. he's got a name. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I think that's really cool. It, again, the, the whole powers have been kind of... Can't, slightly super, like you know, in *Unbreakable*, Unbreakable, he, he, he's indestructible, but he doesn't even realize it until mm-hmm. you know he's in his like 40s. He yeah. has kind of like visions of bad things, bad people have done, but it's shown as an extension of uh, instinct. That's how he, like Samuel L. Jackson's character, explained it. Mm-hmm. And here, it's, we hear about how these split personalities and how oh, one can be allergic to something, one can be, and like, their bodies can even change, their chemistry can change to like, so the idea that this monster, uh, that it is essentially the twenty fourth personality that it becomes at the end, mm-hmm. like becomes indestructible, kind of like unbreakable. Uh, <laughs> it's not called unbreakable, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Bruce Willis, yeah. uh, David Dunn, David Dunn from Unbreakable. That that idea that he's the polar opposite is mm-hmm. really cool, and it's I really like what they've done here in setting this up. And there's a lot of other cool little ties of what I want to talk about. But what what do you think of that that core? It's the super villain origin, and that we'll we'll get that.
1: Oh, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I, again, like I said, he was easy, easily, the, <laughs> easily, the you know most like entertaining and interesting part of the movie. Um, like you mentioned earlier, that scene where the therapist is giving the you know talk at that convention via Skype. Um, it, it it seemed a little like. Kind of hammy to me. Yeah. You know, when yeah. she's talking about it, like, oh, I think this might be like the next stage of like, you know, human like, evolution. <laughs> that,
0: that was essentially the scene from Unbreakable where Samuel Jackson says, oh, what, what if like your instinct is actually more accurate than, you know, what if your instinct is actually an extra ability and it's more. Yeah, it was essentially that kind of thing. And because he says all, all these fantastical powers that people have in comic books, you know, you're your x-ray vision, your flight, and all the rest. What well, if it's all just based on something as simple as instinct? And this felt like that. this movie's version of that, but it yeah. was just clunkier, and it felt a little bit more like she was just given his all aspects position. But the great thing is is that even if... I think a lot of the movie works, and I think the biggest compliment I can give it is that if you take away the unbreakable stuff at the end that connects it, it still works on its own, as a movie about this crazy guy who abducts oh, yeah. three girls... And she has her own arc, and we'll talk about that. Uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to that after we've done all this Unbreakable related stuff because it's obviously the big exciting thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I think it works on its own. So I think, but even if it didn't to an extent, even if the only thing you liked was McAvoy, you should still mm-hmm. kind of be excited for him being the villain in the next Unbreakable because. Oh, certainly, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that set, extent it also works. So mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, also. Uh, Kevin McAvoy's character, his whole thing—not not Kevin himself, because we we actually do get to meet Kevin as his his own personality at one point mm. in the movie—but the the whole thing with the monster and the the way he thinks, what he hates, his victims, the the ones he wants to feed on, because he actually eats the, the two of the girls. They the other to mm. he wants to feed on people who have never had to suffer. It's like people who mm. have been coddled and are like have never really had to go through any sort of trauma. Or things mm-hmm. one sees as uh, people who should be eradicated, which I, I like that a because it's a very supervillain sort of motive. Or oh, you've not suffered like I have, therefore I'm going to make you mm-hmm. all suffer. I like that, but I also like that it makes him the perfect antagonist for David Dunn because David Dunn can't suffer because he physically is incapable of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's unbreakable. You know, so the idea that he is the embodiment of everything he doesn't like is actually kind of a again cool and yeah. uh, you know yin and yang. Yeah, I, I didn't really think uh,
1: that far ahead, but that is pretty cool. That is something I will enjoy uh, seeing.
0: Well, let me, let me blow your mind just one more time then. Okay. I don't know if you thought of this. <laughs> Alright. So, we find out, obviously, Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Casey's the same, but to an extent, mm-hmm. uh, although it seemed a bit different, but Kevin was abused as a child from his mother. His mother beat him up It was abusive. We didn't get a super extent amount of what it was, but we've seen that she was violent, she used... Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was a Colt coat hanger, hanger she used on him, yeah. but probably various other makeshift weapons as well, I imagine. Yeah. And we find out that he like all of his all of his personalities, when they're not there, are in a room together and they talk about whoever's in control is the one who has the light and they, I assume this is maybe stuff that the uh the psychiatrist has maybe taught him to sort of process everything. Like, you know, like as a way to yeah. kinda
1: make sense of it's to
0: manage what's it all. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the kind of impression I got but they always talk about, oh, the monster's coming on a train, and she says, oh, this myth of the monster you've created is on a train because your dad left on a train. And Mm -hmm. we're thinking, all right, so the dad left, and he left him with his mother. Mm -hmm. Given the age of Kevin, Mm -hmm. do we think, and I do, that Mm -hmm. his dad was on the train at the start of Unbreakable that Bruce Willis was on, and it all crash because of Mr. Glass and therefore Mr. Glass has created both mm-hmm. Kevin or the Beast, the Horde, and uh, David Dunn. Um, absolutely. Um
1: I actually did think of that, um not by at first. Shucks, but... I was I was hoping to get the
0: the, the face <laughs> of Oh my God, Peter, you're so smart. Well, no, I, it
1: it was actually funny because uh, I, I did think about that, but it was because of something uh, my girlfriend said when we were talking about it afterwards. Because she's never actually seen Unbreakable, All right, um, good. and uh, I I think I maybe I, I'd like forgotten that thing about her dad or whatever, and I and, and you know we're just kind of like asking questions about it, and I, and I said like, and why was like you know the the train so important and stuff or, or something like that, and she was like, oh, didn't she didn't um she say that like his dad left on a train or, or something when he was a kid and i was like yeah and then like when like she said that
0: i was like oh wait a minute and then you're thinking wait yeah. uh, 16 <laughs> 17 years ago when the movie came out that timeline yeah. kind of fits <laughs> like yeah that could have been him as a kid i think he's yeah. a little bit older than like our age so it doesn't fit but it perfectly was... but it's close enough it's like yeah. yeah i can buy that he's about that it's age. like hollywood years you can yeah yeah you can you can mush it a little bit, because it gave so much importance to this, like, the train is where, you know, he went to, sort of, as whatever character he was at the time, I can't remember which personality, I think I think he was probably Dennis, which is the the main one that we kept, mm-hmm. you know, who kidnapped the girls and stuff, and the OCD guy. Yeah. But anyway, he puts down the flowers in the train, and he, he waits till the train empties, and then he goes in, and that's when he does his, like, transformation into the beast.
1: Now, uh, the, one, it's, it's not a huge complaint, but, like, a, a minor complaint is that I did have, like, a lot of questions, not necessarily, like, you know, super impactful or anything, but um, one thing I I wasn't really too sure about is like, could, it seemed like he had never been the Beast before, that it was like coming Mm. out on this like special occasion, but I don't know, did they ever really explain like why or how it kind of like all of a sudden came? Because what I kept thinking throughout the movie is that he was going to like sacrifice these girls to like unleash the Beast or something like that, but no, it's just like, all of a um,
0: sudden, you know... Well, yeah, there's... there's, there's I, can, I can sort of piece it together. So, the psychiatrist said that there was an incident because typically Dennis and Patricia, who was the female sort of personality, those were the two sort of crazier ones. And then to an extent, the kid, uh, Hedwig, uh, who was the nine-year-old personality. Mm-hmm. Those, those were, Those were typically shut away because they were sort of more dangerous. And... Mm-hmm. The reason why they came out in the, the in Barry, who was the character who was keeping them in check, he was the the personality that was kind of the artsy one who designed dresses. He was typically in control before this, but it went that changed because there was an incident at work where a couple of teenage girls came up and like grabbed the, his hands. It's kind of like a prank where they could, and yeah. put the, put his hands up their shirt, just kind of like a sort of high school thing. Uh, most weird. most guys. Would probably like, well that was a freebie today, uh, but he of yeah, course yeah. has like all these issues and stuff, and it sets him off a little bit. And it that that kind of let these personalities come to the forefront, and they started arranging all this. So I, th- I think it's like the the trauma of that. Presumably, he's never had like a proper sexual experience that's you know been mm-hmm. with consent and stuff. Uh, no, I don't. I don't actually think it was ever implied that his mother did anything like that to him. But yeah, there's it, the sure. sense you know.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean I definitely get that. I just it just seemed like kinda strange to me that it's like I don't know, they they has all these personalities and and, and don't get me wrong, I do like the idea of even among these personalities there's like this unknown like monster personality that is yet to yeah. surface. Like that that is a cool idea. Um but I don't know, I guess I would've liked maybe just a little bit more like clarification, like um you know, even if it well, was like even, like, if they said something like, oh, you know, if they alluded to, like, you have to go back to the, you know, place of the incident to unleash this thing or, you know, just yeah. something like,
0: I don't know. I, I think, um, obviously the train has importance because we assume that was, well, we noticed his father was involved, but we assume it's the train and he died. Yeah. It wasn't just that he left, he died on the train. Mm-hmm. Which is is cool because again, Mr. Glass created this whole like he maybe didn't have this condition until this happened. This is what caused it. Yeah, and it's similar because uh, it's funny because trauma is also what caused Mr. Glass to kind of create himself. You know, like it yeah. was a constant trouble in his childhood that was caused caused that, and that's a big thing. Even Casey's character it was trauma in her childhood that made her the way she is, and we'll talk about her character mm-hmm. in a bit. Don't worry. Um, mm-hmm. But all this stuff's so fascinating. Uh, but the, the the whole thing with the monster and she's saying, oh, it's not actually real. You know, when the psychiatrist is talking to him, she's like, the the beast it doesn't exist. It's just this myth that all your personalities have created. And I was like, yeah, but surely he could just create a new one. Like, surely it can become a new personality. Like, he's he's made these other twenty three. Like, why not have 24th yes. Like, and that's essentially what happens when he transforms. That's the first time it becomes and it's almost like he's built up the myth himself of all these things that it can be and that it can climb on walls and we see that at one point of course and and the
1: the other thing that kind of bugged me about it is at some point like after uh, this all happened I don't know if it was like the news reporter or, or someone I th- and correct me if I'm wrong but I, I think someone mentioned something about how the beast was like a collection of all these animals at the zoo or like like I don't something along th- I those don't
0: lines. think. I don't think they specifically said it's a collection of all the animals at the zoo. I think they said it's not unlike the beasts that are at the zoo or something like that. I don't think it was specifically okay. they were a collection. I, again, I could be wrong. I might like. I. And I actually do want
1: to see this movie again because especially like, knowing like what you know just to yeah,
0: yeah, kind of pick up this. on
1: stuff.
0: But even, but even I... the fact... Because obviously it turns out at the end that his, his base, where he's working... Because they keep mentioning his job and how he's finally found a job that lets him like deal with his problems while he's at work. And yeah. it's like, oh, where does he work? And you assume that it's maybe to do with this place that he's got, the girls? Because it's very industrial. It seems like it's underground yeah. somewhere. And it turns out that it's actually underneath the zoo in Philadelphia. That, that's where it is. And... The whole thing about the, the animals, I actually kind of liked that because I was like, well, did he get the idea of the beast from all these animals because he's here, or was he attracted to the zoo because he already had that in him?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I always love,
1: like, more animal stuff in movies. Of course it's just um, <laughs> the, the only reason why I, I just brought it and, up. And is... we'll
0: get to Casey's uncle soon, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> The, the the only reason why I brought it up is, and, and again, I might have misheard it, but I thought I heard something at the end where they mention it being a, a collection of animals or something, which I, I just thought was weird she, to she, throw in at the end.
0: She says something, but I, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's like she knows this. I think it's just speculation. It's like news. Okay. Just, you know, I, I didn't take it as this is the actual diagnosis that, of
1: that's completely fine then that's yeah. that, that that's not a big deal if, if that's the case that, that doesn't really bug me it just um just going again i saw us in theater a couple no, of days ago so this was
0: as the unbreakable music was playing and i was like just geeking out so i mean <laughs> I, I could have misheard or not ca- caught every word of what she said yeah. on the tv um so no I, I i like the monster thing and obviously it becomes a little bit supernatural this is this is uh, something I like, is that it does become super. I and mean, we get that cool chase sequences when he's chasing uh, mm. Casey down those dark corridors and he's like crawling when- on the ceiling and it's like proper visually striking.
1: Yeah, he's like a liquor from like Resident
0: Evil 2. Yeah, he like- is. <laughs> actually, That's a good comparison, he is. But, um,
1: uh, I- that scene was so well done. He's on the ceiling, like uh, swatting the light bulbs and then like crawling a little bit further and swatting it again. That was terrific uh that like like there are uh, again like uh, I don't want to sound like I'm too negative there were definitely moments like that that just like 100% worked for me like a plus 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 anytime the I
0: camera saw. was pointed at McAvoy the movie was working basically yeah, <laughs> i mean that's yeah. kind of that's kind of that <laughs> and um yeah and uh, another thing i
1: i guess i kind of thought was weird at the time but looking back on it now um you know uh it actually does kind of work is like um, when uh, Patricia is like, uh, James McAvoy as Patricia is like making him sandwiches, and like she's like,
0: "Oh God!" Yeah, that scene the... was really good. Yeah, I yeah, like this.
1: But, but like, uh, it's weird. She's giving like all these like facts about like lions and tigers, which sounds really weird. But now looking back on it, with the context of like the beast, the zoo, and stuff, you know, it's... I didn't even
0: think of that. Uh, you uh, just brought that on. Like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why she knows all uh, this. Yeah, the... The I didn't even think of that. I was just, I just, I took that as her being quirky like this is her thing she has all these facts.
1: well yeah like she she gave off kind of like almost like a like a strict school teacher kind of vibe or something Mm -hmm. so it would be like she would know stuff like that because the
0: the two girls like uh, casey uh the the other girl are like what try to like sort of talk without talking because it's because she's she's, uh patricia you know mcavoy's got his back turned and they're trying to like form a plan and at what at one point He slams the knife down, and it turns out it's because he's cut the sandwich crooked. Which, by the way, if you want to show someone is really crazy, this is what you do. You have them cut the sandwich vertically. (laughs) Because all I can think... No, he's definitely crazy, because (laughs) normal people don't cut vertically. They cut horizontally, or triangles. They don't don't do this straight down the middle line. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that is strange. (laughs) Alright, I want to... Sticking with uh, McAvoy's character for a little bit, I-, I do want to address a little bit of controversy with the yeah. movie. Uh, there, There is, like, some people have called for a boycott and stuff and people are upset of the portrayal of the mentally ill uh, mm-hmm. in this movie. And I-, I want to talk about this a little bit. I-, I tend to try and avoid these really sticky issues because I don't yeah. want to come down on a side and like alienate people who have opinions on it. Uh, although if you've made it this far into the review, you're, you're probably not that offended by the movie. But mm. I, I, I do because it was on my mind cause people I'd heard people say it, and I was like thinking about it as I was watching: it, is this offensive? Is this you know playing with things that it shouldn't, and then giving this this bad view of? Mm. And kind of part of my opinion before I saw it is kind of the same after I've seen it, which is I don't think any one movie is really that bad. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie on its own is to blame for anything. I don't think. I do think there is a a blanket problem where movies and TV have painted mentally ill people as dangerous. And that Certainly. is, and I think that's something that is a problem and it we should have move away from that. I don't think one movie on its own is guilty of that specifically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think because so many do it, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even, hell, even Shyamalan's last movie was mentally ill villains. Wait, the oh, the visit! Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out, we spoke about that like at the start of the video. To, um, so, I, I do want—I just wanted to address it. I do, i do want to say that I don't think one movie on its own is the problem itself. I think as a blanket, it is. The other defense I would have in this movie, though, is that while it kind of starts like it's about the mentally ill, it very, very quickly becomes very fictitious and very clearly supernatural. Yeah, I I don't so, think Yeah,
1: and uh, like I don't know uh you know any one with you know DID or whatever and I'm sure it's like a
0: Oh, I, you I, know very I don't know anyone with that. I have known people who are bipolar right. and stuff like that. Stuff that's a bit more mm-hmm. I th- at least I think it's more common than I imagine it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I uh, again could be completely wrong here, so you know whatever, but I I think there is even some like uh debate um like as to whether like um that it's like a, a proper disorder or something I, I, like like well, that's, oh, even, I, I,
0: that's kind of even brought up in the movie because she yeah. the psychiatrist is very much like oh no i think this is like almost a step into the supernatural because all the different personalities can do all these different things and the other guy's yeah. like no it's just a condition their patients shut up women yeah. <laughs> Is basically his response to that so I know that's not the exact same thing, but it's like it's kind of the same debate where one's like, "Oh, it's this thing," and the other's like, "No, it's not that."
1: Yeah, and that, and unfortunately, I, I don't know you know too much about it, but like I, I think what the movie does is it it doesn't give you this viewpoint of you know everyone with DID is like you know dangerous. Like it doesn't really do that. It's like this one particular man. Um, is it, dangerous but i think he's dangerous before the disorder yeah, you
0: know but joe you know i think's interesting I, I think it actually paints him himself as being really sympathetic because not oh, only yeah. do like 20 of the personalities seem like they're okay people and don't want to hurt anyone when we actually meet kevin because we obviously the psychiatrist like writes down as she's dying because kevin kills her i say kevin the beast yeah. or whatever kills her and uh she writes down, say his name, it's Kevin, and his full name, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, was the full thing, mm-hmm. and, Casey says it, and he turns back into Kevin, and he thinks it's 2014, so he's, obviously the, the personalities, have taken control, for about two years or so, and, he's he's like, wait, did I do that? He's like, he immediately is like, Look, shoot me, kill me, like, I've got a shotgun, kill me, like, he immediately is, he's really sympathetic, he seems terrified, and mortified, by what these other personalities are doing so, you do get a sense he's very sympathetic. The actual core person isn't a bad guy. Um, and I'm not going to say that completely you know, nullifies any guilt that it might have, but I don't think it is actually... At least I don't think it intentionally is trying to demonise anything. I don't think it's... I think it's very clearly fictitious. It's very... This, this is not real life. This is a... This, this yeah. guy becomes indestructible. He turns into a Terminator at, <laughs> at the end because of this disorder. So it's not... Now maybe that is like mixed in with everything else that paints mentally ill people as being dangerous. Is that a problem as a whole? I think it is. I don't think one is. It's easy to forgive it though when the movie's good, which is kind of yeah. the thing I guess here is the issue. But I just I wanted and... to point out that it's not ignored. I I, 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 I it was in my mind as I was watching it. How is this treating this and yeah, like
1: uh, I I guess it's probably not really in our place to say. Much or, or have any type of judgment for it. If it offends you, it offends you, and that's like definitely
0: in your right. Uh, but, yeah, um, and I can't even super argue against you and say you shouldn't be offended. Yeah. I I I think there is um problematic stuff,
1: and, and not just with him, like with you know Casey's backstory and stuff. I could see people may, maybe not so much being offended, but maybe something that they would not want to. You know, uh, it, it might something that may need like some type of trigger warning or something you know what i mean like it, for some <laughs> S- people a sensitive subject just just to warn yeah, you before you go it, on your sensitive kind of subject exactly yeah. yeah but um which but i don't think anything comes from a particularly like it, it's not um like you said it's not trying to demonize the person it's not like it doesn't feel like ex- exploitative <laughs> uh you know what i mean like it, it feels more I, like I agree, no this yeah. is the story
0: Yeah, it feels like, oh, I've got this great idea where a good actor can play like 24 characters in one person and some of them are dangerous. And that's such a good storytelling opportunity that I I get why that's an idea. I get why someone thought that'd be a good idea. And knowing that it's actually the setup and it's the origin of a supervillain for the hero character that we got in another movie makes it vastly more interesting. The idea that the... Because it's almost like trauma has created... It's, it's 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 Batman. Like seriously, think yeah. about it. Like trauma created Batman. Trauma. We don't get to see Joker's origin, but look at every other Batman villain. You know, trauma created Two Face. Trauma created whoever. Like trauma creates heroes and villains, and that's what this is. It's it's taking those tropes of superheroes and it's playing them in a very grounded and straight way, but at the same time letting them be indestructible and letting them be this and that and. Yeah, as as, a, as that type of story, I found it very fascinating, and I, I guess we're going on to Casey's story here, and because that's kind of the, the the main crux of the movie, and it relates a lot to his story as well, because she's also had mm-hmm. trauma, and we get these flashbacks to her and her father, and her father took her out hunting, her uh, with his with his brother, her uncle, and you know, the first scene we get we get them just sort of at a diner or whatever, and they're in a mm-hmm. restaurant, and they're. There's kind of bonding and the, the dad and brother are just, you know, making fun of each other and kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you you get the sense, not right away, but there's, a there's a, I guess, a third flashback where the dad's asleep. Mm-hmm. And the uncle's like, oh, Casey, do you want to come and uh, do some stuff or whatever? And I'm like, wait, I'm getting creepy vibes from this now. Is he, oh, yeah. What was what, he up to? And this this player games, it's like let's pretend to be animals, and he, he goes round the corner, like behind like a rock and some bushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she walks down and he's in his underwear, pretending to be a a dog, I think. I like can't a, remember. I don't remember what the animal was, but four legged animal. It wasn't the focus my focus wasn't on what animal he's being, my focus was yeah. on he's taking his clothes off and we're in yeah. straight up rapey, creepy uncle mm-hmm. territory here. And he convinces her to start to do the same and she's here on zip and it Kinda, it cuts. and then there's this scene that follows immediately after this where she gets her dad's shotgun and she points it at him and she's going to shoot him but she just doesn't do it she doesn't pull the trigger and the uncle grabs the gun and this is very much and as we learned about these flashbacks throughout the movie it, it really painted as to who she was because we heard at the start she she goes to detention a lot and we hear her tell Hedwig that she goes to detention on purpose so she can be alone and she doesn't have to go anywhere and it, it ties up, okay, she doesn't want to go home and then you know later on there's a small scene at a funeral that lets, her know, lets us know that her dad died and that her uncle got custody which, oh crap, she's in hell she's with the creepy uncle full time and I mean, those scenes, I think they were okay they, were, they weren't amazing the, the scenes with the kid, they, they maybe could have been played a little bit better, but I liked what they did to the rest of the story because, at the st- when they first get kidnapped, Casey's immediately the other girls are like, all oh, right, we need to try and do this. They're, they're being very practical. They're trying to think, how can we mm. fight back? How can we beat up this guy? Because there's three of us, one of him. Mm. Can we do this? Can we do that? And Casey's just very like, no, no, we don't know what this is yet. We should, we should wait and mm. see. And at the time, you kind of, you almost read it as she's being smart. She's going to be the smart one who has a strategy and learns stuff and that's how you kind of read it at first but then when you see these flashbacks and the movie goes on, you realise it's the opposite she's scared mm. and she doesn't know how to fight back, She she's too quick to accept her fate as a victim and that's kind of mm. the whole thing with the shotgun she couldn't pull the trigger she she didn't turn her uncle in and tell her dad she didn't do any of that, she she lived with the the pain and she was already a victim, she was already a captive, she just traded one captor for another and she was kind of just going along with it, and that's kind of her character. And her arc throughout the movie is that eventually she does fight, you know, find the courage to fight back and run. And obviously, when she goes to shoot the beast at the end, he just keeps coming because he's supernatural now, and it doesn't yeah. work.
1: Yeah, see, I I, I didn't really enjoy uh, this part too much. Like, I get why they did it, mm. but it 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 was just such a like one eighty for me because when they first set it up uh yeah i kind of thought like they're showing all this stuff with her like you know hunting with her dad and her dad teaching her you know like the stuff about you know the wilderness and hunting it and whatnot so i thought like oh okay like she's gonna be this badass you know that hat that's like oh like i know what to do like you know w- you know he thi- you know. He thinks that he has us captured, but really, like, yeah, I'm just like laying the groundwork
0: for my plan or something. You, you wanted a, a your next kind of, yeah, like I twist on it. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah, and and maybe that's just unfair of, of me to kind of, you know, judge something by like, oh, well, I wanted this to happen, but it didn't, you know.
0: But I, I get what yeah, you're saying. What... I get what you're saying. I, I think for me, because it relates so well to Kevin's story, and that. The idea that because if if she didn't stand up eventually to her, her captor and didn't break out of her own prison, that she would eventually maybe become a villain herself one day. She would go down a route similar to his. And so her, her you know, actually fighting back at the end is the sort of the arc. And at the end of the movie, when the, the, the police find her and they they bring her out yeah. and the the, the policewoman comes up to the car that she's sitting in and says, like, oh, okay, that's your uncle here. He can come and get you. And that look she gives the cop, and she hesitates, and yeah. it implies that she is going to do the right thing here, and she's going to. This has given her the strength to turn them in mm-hmm. and end this pain. That she can't just be a prisoner because that's what leads to the trauma that Kevin's yeah. went through.
1: When again, I think this would really benefit. Um... At least for me, uh, you know, on giving it a a second watch, because if I could kind of watch it now, knowing everything and then not having baggage and not like trying to guess the twist and then not thinking like, okay, this is going to be a story about a badass, you know, getting this Mm. guy. Like, I think, you know, uh, if I can just watch it for what it is and not have all these like preconceived notions, I might enjoy it.
0: I think that's the weird thing between us because. My problem was, is because I thought it was connected to Unbreakable, that was spoiled for me. <laughs> I kept yeah. thinking, how is this connected? And I got the whole, this is the supervillain origin. And for me, once I got to that realisation, I stopped thinking about it and just enjoyed it as that. Yeah. Uh, whereas for you, because you're looking for a twist, I think that yeah. maybe took away from you just taking in what the characters were and what their arcs yeah. were and what the, the, the correlations between her and Kevin and... Getting getting through your own personal prison because even Kevin himself is imprisoned himself in his mind is is what what yeah. the, the movie's getting at with the, all the other personalities and that it's created and be doing that for so long and not getting help and not fighting back mm-hmm. it's created this this monster this beast and and in a way the movie's kind of about not giving up it's it's about yeah you know so that's that's kind of a positive message in the end for for what is essentially a very yeah. dark movie. Uh, and I I think you can criticize it. You you can argue that maybe some of that's maybe not clear enough, or you could argue that you know maybe the little girls' acting kind of makes and the way they portray the uncle scenes is a little bit. I mean, it, it it's a little creepy, and then plus like the. I think it's like, supposed to be creepy, though. Like, I don't think how how do you yeah, do that without it being creepy?
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's true. It, I mean, granted, but it's still not necessarily something uh, I want to watch. Like i I understand it's necessary for the story. Um mm-hmm. but there's also just kinda like in general like it, it felt a little gratuitous at times, like when and like the other girls like had to like take off their shirts and stuff yeah. and
0: that, that that that's a fair complaint. I do what's annoying about that is I can kinda see the line of thinking though. Yeah. I can see the line of thinking where the whole- cuz that well
1: the, the the one guy that does it, uh Dennis, he he they give him like kind of a you know creepy likes to watch young girls yeah he, he's he's thing. the
0: perverted one uh to mm. who's you know that's when patricia comes in and says oh he's not to touch you that's in the trailer actually yeah. that, that, that line he knows he's not supposed to touch you <laughs> mm. uh, and he, he does this thing where if they get their clothes dirty he demands to take that part of the clothing off because he's got ocd but it's, it feels mm. like an excuse just to have them undress from his point of view and maybe from the movie's point of view. Which is a shame, because even though, obviously, horror movies in the 80s did this a lot where they'd have girls on dress for no reasons, yeah. this felt particularly just kind of exploitative. However, I, this is what I want to say about the line of thinking, though. I, I, even though I agree with that point, and it did make me a bit uncomfortable to have, you know, one of the girls is in, you know, our, just her underwear and the bottom half like and, most out, of <laughs> and the other girls just in her bra for an extended period of time. Well, I do think there was a better way of doing this, and I don't know what it was, I do think there was a a, a reason for it. Because, mm-hmm. basically, Casey's character, this happens to her too. He says, take off that jacket, it's got dirty. And Okay, she's got a shirt underneath, whatever. No big deal. And then, that gets dirty, or from what, something, and he says, right, take that shirt off. Takes it off, and she's got another shirt on. And he, he even comments, you've got a lot of shirts. And... I get what they're saying here because obviously at the end of the movie when she runs away and her, her last shirt gets ripped and it's, she's down to like her little tank top or whatever at the end we yeah. see that she's got all these marks she's been beaten she's been bruised She's you know, her uncle's been abusing her in a variety of ways and we see all that and that's actually I mean that's the big thing at the end that makes the beast stop he sees her as another victim so he backs off because he doesn't think she needs to be punished and I think the whole point of the close was that Unlike the other two, who are coddled, which is what the beast wanted, he wanted these coddled people who had never yeah. suffered or anything like that. The idea is unlike them; she's more armored. She wears layers and layers of clothes because she wants to be closed off from everyone else. And that makes they, sense. They don't. Yeah. They're like typical teenagers who I don't want to say they dress slutty, but you know, she's got a mini skirt on. Typical yeah. teenage girl, you know. I, I want to be kind of sexy, kinda look. Well, and
1: actually, um what's a good point though um going back to what you said like a little earlier though is i do like that they um yeah like they were a little more like a typical teenage girl but they weren't that over exaggerated like hollywood version yeah you know where they're just like super you know slutty and like yeah yeah, oh my
0: god (laughs) at the start of the movie when uh, the dad and like the two girls are waiting for her because she's her left's not showing up presumably her uncle isn't uh on the way or she's lying about it because she doesn't want to go home that, that's why
1: I kind of thought maybe yeah, she was lying it, it yeah. probably
0: is more that by the way I really like that whole scene where they get in the car and the way it's filmed and the way like she that she almost great. she almost gets out and it's the, actually the, the beeping that the car makes when the door opens that alerts him yeah. even though she's sitting right next to him it's like he's oblivious to her which you buy because of his, his mindset he's so I because like we find out of, much... we find out of course that she uh wasn't meant to be there. He only wanted those two in the back. She just was there by chance, yeah. yeah. You know it's kinda
1: weird, um and I find that this works with some shots and then turns me off on other ones, but I feel like M. Night Shyamalan really isn't afraid uh to take his time. Like that, like, you know, scene in the car, like it feels like very long, like drawn out. Mm. You know, like it's not like he gets in there and instantly attacks him like he gets in there and he's kind of, yeah, like dusting the car a little bit. And, you know, the girls at first are kind of like, oh, wait, I think you have the wrong car. And then, you know, it, and, and everything is kind of slow and drawn out. And I thought it was great. But then there was a couple other instances throughout the movie where they, he just had these really um, kind of like long, slow shots so that um, I, I don't know. Sometimes it worked for me and sometimes it didn't.
0: I think they, like sometimes
1: it seemed a little unnecessary.
0: I think they mostly worked for me. I certainly like that kind of because Unbreakable mm-hmm. had a lot of slow shots and stuff, and I I, I appreciated that in that movie. And mm-hmm. I, I did hear for the most part as well. Admittedly, if you pointed out some of the ones you didn't like, that you thought oh they were, that felt poorly paced, I I might agree with you. you I'd yeah. have- I'd, I'd that, say
1: overall, I liked it more uh, than didn't like it. But the, like every now and again, there would just be like a, a shot that I'm like, ah, it feels like it's lingering a little bit. Or,
0: I will say this, though. I don't yeah. think the uh, pacing was bad, though. I never felt like it was going, you know, overall. Like, oh, this is going slow. Uh, is this yeah, like I was like halfway. I was never th- bored. Yeah. Uh, the point I was getting um. at, though, earlier, because I was talking about the opening scene with the dad and oh. her waiting for her car. Uh, just, just to go back to the girls not being complete, you know, typical, cliché, bitchy, popular girls is, yeah, the girls kind of argue with the dads like, oh, well, she's kind of weird, and she doesn't do this, but when the dad says, it's not a discussion, we're taking her home, we're not leaving her behind, when she comes over, and they, they explain this, the girls are nice enough to her, that, like, she cracks a little joke, oh, if you don't come with us, you won't hear my dad's bad jokes, and she's, yeah. she seems genuine, like, she's, she's making an effort, and it's like, cool. Yeah, I, I did like that, that instantly kind of, like,
1: Warms you up to them.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not yeah. just. St- I mean, I wouldn't say they have deep characters. We don't learn a whole lot about them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're there for what they're there. They're, they're be typical but decent human beings, decent teenage girls who aren't awful, and that's fine. So mm-hmm. I, I, so I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: and the, it's kind of, it, it it's it's kind of weird in, in the movie. It feels like, like it's pretty consistent throughout, but then there's just like a few times um where it, it just felt like I, I don't I don't think this movie should be trying to to do this like the the scene with M. Night Shyamalan's character mm. and the therapist like you know they're watching the security cameras that's fine but then like they go off on this little tangent about Hooters that I just thought like this doesn't seem like the right movie for this like <laughs> like conversation and then also the the other scene uh, where the therapist is like talking to her friend or whatever they're watching like wheel of fortune and then the the character keeps having like all these like asides to the tv show i don't know for for me it just didn't really like fit like in this type of movie you know like i don't know it feels more like oh these are like interesting conversations but i'd expect to see them in like a
0: i'd forgotten about the uh the wheel of fortune scene with the, the neighbor
1: yeah. It just
0: it's it just sticks out to me like oh this would be more in like a slice of life kind of movie yeah no you I, know? Get, I get what you're saying um, none of them bothered me admittedly now that I'm looking back on especially the neighbor one because yeah. at least the security camera bit I, was, I got with the, the point of that scene is that they're checking to see if he still acted like that personality when he left the building yeah. outside um, the Wheel of Fortune one yeah I'm not. I can't remember what the purpose of that is. <laughs> is.
1: It's like I think it was um it was a little bit of a exposition dump. Like I think she was like you know her neighbor was yeah. like how do you deal with those crazy people and she's like oh they're not crazy they they are like this and yeah this and it was this and it
0: was, it was the, of... let us know uh, the psychiatrist a little bit more which which is fine I I think yeah it was kind of a weirder say it was like almost like a quirky. Yeah. I don't know, like almost Wes Anderson slash David Lynch kind yeah, of little insert but, of just this, oh, this neighbor's cookie, and she likes to buy things she sees on TV. Yeah. Uh and it's it just like there I
1: don't know, it, it's just certain stuff like that through the movie just takes me out a little bit, and th- like this movie was about like two hours long. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's just there wasn't like a ton. Um, that like I I super hate it or whatever, but it, I feel like if you just cut out a little bit for me, I would have been a lot more like positive hmm. about it, you know. Just okay. just some weird stuff like that. That and and again, I it, know, maybe though. if I, I
0: see it again, so, so, someone's going to analyze that scene, and tell him, tell us what it's really about. And oh sure, her, yeah. her, her wheel of fortune ran, represents this. <laughs> um, maybe, well, I, I, I'm gonna try to do it, actually right. So maybe the the, the implication <laughs> is that the wheel of fortune is like Kevin's personalities. It's like every time he okay. spins the wheel. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, like I'm reaching. <laughs> I'm reaching here, but I'm just.
1: I can. I can see that though. No, that's that's not bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I th- I thought I'd give it a go. Um, <laughs> oh, what we what got left? Uh, we thought other oh, BKC. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Um, I did
1: like the, um, well, all right. Well, two things I want to talk about is okay. uh, the therapist towards the end. Um one positive, one negative. Uh, the, um,
0: so she comes to his place. She comes to where he works. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she's worried. One, because that's what I we just mentioned the plot point point. The why she, she keeps even interacting with him is because one of his personalities, when the three main ones that we keep seeing aren't, like, paying attention, is trying to message for help. So it's like some of his personalities are trying to fight to save the girls, yeah. which is a really cool idea which, in of itself. Yeah, I liked that.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is just one of those, like, annoying, like horror movie moments when you want to kind of scream at the character uh, but it was just such a like like well, why did you not like you're going to this person's house who presumably you probably think is a, a danger to himself or others and he's saying like such like creepy stuff about the beast and like you don't call the police or get any backup well, or let anyone know what there's you're there's
0: doing. The thing. I, I on the way there I, I see what you're saying, right? I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't think she's maybe elevated to that level of threat yet, right? However, what, what I did really like, I've got a complaint here as well, but what I did really like is that when she goes in and talks to him, and it becomes clear throughout the conversation that, oh crap, he is dangerous, right? Yeah. You can see her realise at mid-scene, and then she really wisely and really smartly goes, well, I think we should talk about this more in a session tomorrow, and she's getting her ass out of there, and I'm like... Yeah. This is smart. She's realised that this is actually dangerous. She's leaving, and she can go and get help and ha- bring back the the fo- you know police force, whatever, uh, or even yeah. just other people like people to back her up so that she's got some muscle. Yeah. And th- then she puts like the the the, the, the handkerchief in the in the door like stop.
1: To be honest, I wasn't really sure what that was trying to do. Like, I didn't know if that was trying
0: to like. If, well, if, at first I thought it was it was to make it quiet so that if you shut the door it wouldn't make as much of a, yeah, a noise. But then I wasn't sure. Tr- I think it was to so she would hear him. It would make it less of a noise, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, oh, like I,
1: like I don't know if it was like oh, so he can't lock the door, but then it's like well, wait, is she trying to get back in or is she trying to keep him in it or something or I I, I don't yeah. know.
0: But then then she goes snooping and she has, she used to go to the bathroom and oh she's gonna go snooping and this is when I thought no, this is mm-hmm. dumb. Go get, I thought you were talking your way out of the building so you could leave and get help. Yeah. Because I thought you were realise, even if you didn't necessarily think, oh, he's got girls kidnapped here, you can go and get help because you think he's a danger. You, it's too dangerous to be here on your own because he's, you know, he's a he's a guy. You're an old woman. You, you, yeah. He, he'll win the fight. <laughs> Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and she she opens one of the doors and sees the girl. And of course, Dennis has to intervene and uh, uh, leads to her death yeah. and that that's right before he, he goes out to the uh, the train station to do his old transformation and I loved yeah. all I loved all the, the beast stuff I loved all the transformation I mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was super creepy especially the way yeah. that when he first transformed we never seen his uh, eyes it just kept like below his nose kind of yeah. framing until the right at the end after that cool hallway shot of him breaking all the lights and crawling on the ceiling yeah and then
1: so. Yeah, that my my positive uh, point was going to be even though like I was a little bit like screaming at her like no don't do that you're so stupid, mm-hmm. uh, I did en- enjoy like their final like confrontation. I thought that was like really well done, and just like you know seeing him like, you know uh, I, I think he he climbs up a little bit when he when he first gets to her and then. Um, yeah, like he kind of like sees back, and it's all like veiny, and then he he like grabs her and is crushing her, and then uh, and then she's the one that like stabs him with the knife, right? Or is that Casey later?
0: Uh, no, it's her. It's oh. her because okay, the knife yeah. breaks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then that that was just like really cool. That's like when you like you're already like, oh crap, like he he's something else now. But then well, that's just the, kind of like That
0: wasn't the same scene though because he leaves her on the floor. She's not dead yet, and he goes and transforms, and then he comes back, right, and right, that's right. when he. He grabs her, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that first scene of her like going to there. Had that kind of usual horror movie problem. But then I did like that ending
0: between them when they, when yeah, he, he, he arrives, he's, just, cr- he's just crushing him. her with his arms, and she tries to stab yeah. him with his knife, and it just shatters. And it's like, oh Same. crap, he's, he's yeah, yeah he, <laughs> oh dear, things have just gotten real. And he, he, he starts eating the other two girls. You know, uh, Casey finds them being eaten. And that's when we get the cool, like, sort of, almost, uh, it's actually, it's kind of an empowering thing for her in a way, even though she kind of fails. And that's the only part of the message that's kind of weird, is that as much as I'm saying she builds up and she gets the courage to do this, and she does fight back, it doesn't work. And that kind of, <laughs> that makes the message a little bit weird, but then she, it, it's implied at the end to me, at least, that the look she gives the, the police officer, that she is going to turn him in and be like, no, no, he, he's doing this to me. I can talk about this now. I don't have to be trapped yeah. anymore. Uh, if I can fight out of that, then <laughs> I can fight out of this. So mm-hmm. her, her, the, the shotgun not working on him does kind of weird the message up a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I still think it's there. Um, let's talk about the actual ending, because we'll, we'll talk about what it means to be connected to Unbreakable. but I just want to mention mm-hmm. how so we, we get all this stuff with her, and her story finishes, and you can almost cut it to black on her looking at the cop. Like you can almost yeah. like, just cut to black and roll credits, and that's the ending, and it would have worked. Mm-hmm. But it cut. We get these shots going up these stairs in this piano theme, and I was like, "That sounds kind of like Unbreakable." And it's when it gets up to him at the top, it properly kicks in the Unbreakable theme. And mm. it's when he's talking to his different personalities in the two mirrors, which I love because this is a callback to Unbreakable. I don't know if you remember, but every time it's we were every time we were introduced to Samuel L. Jackson's character in Unbreakable, who turned out to be the villain, Mister Glass at the end, mm-hmm. every time we we're introduced to him uh, in the past or in the present uh the first like 3 or 4 times we see him we always see him first in a reflection it was like a theme of the movie we all we kept seeing him in the reflection of a tv in the reflection of a like a it was a, it was a frame in his comic book gallery uh, one of the transitions okay. but yeah, it was I got to go back and watch it but. It was a, in the opening scene when he's being born it's uh, in a department store and there's like a big mirror you know it's in the changing room oh right and the, the yeah. whole shots focused on the mirror rather than the, the people themselves Interesting. Um, so that was like a running theme. So them bringing that in here, but also turning it into or oh, one personality in that mirror and the other ones in that mirror. It kind of yeah. mixed the two movies together in it in a really cool way. Plus, I think <laughs> one of the mirrors was cracked as well, which gave it the imagery of you know the whole mm-hmm. split thing. Yeah. And the music's playing, and I'm like, holy crap! This is the Unbreakable music <laughs> from you know James Newton Howard. This is the score from Unbreakable, and it's mm-hmm. properly setting them up. And then it cuts to the title, which we hadn't seen yet. And I thought, mm. oh, maybe that's the end. Maybe, maybe it's just the music. But then I thought, oh, maybe it can't be though, because like as much as I get that it's unbreakable now, and it's connected to it. For a lot of people, I don't think that would be enough. Yeah. So sure enough, it cuts to this diner, and we see the newscaster talking about it. Uh, how he's, you know, you know, he's at large, and we're calling him the horde because it's... I, I think that's why they said that he's like an amalgamation of all the animals, because he's got all these yeah. personalities that are all animalistic. Yeah.
1: And hence the horde.
0: N- yeah. yeah, that was that was why they N- said that. So. Again, very kind of media giving him a name and justifying it with yeah. stuff.
1: No, I think this is when it clicked in for me because uh, I'm I'm a really big fan of Unbreakable as well, but it's been a long time since mm. I've seen it. I I didn't uh, recognize the score, but that is really cool. I um, again, it'll be fun to go back and,
0: and rewatch that now. But that's that's what I was think... saying. If I if I hadn't had this spoiled, the moment yeah. it would... a uh, like sent me going was those the music if yeah, i'd I heard that because i listen to that soundtrack a lot it's one of my favorite scores so as soon as that hit i'd have been jumping
1: yeah i, I think when it kind of hit for me is um yeah during the newscaster right, i think they mentioned something about it being in philadelphia hmm. and then uh and for some reason that kind of like started to trickle (laughs) into my brain a little bit and then i think like she says like you know we haven't seen something this bad since and then i and that's when i was kind of like oh wait a minute is this gonna be like that's when it
0: kind of started kicking up and then
1: Yeah. yeah just seeing the little bit of like Bruce Willis kind of appear out. You're like,
0: oh, okay, okay. And the and the camera, like you know, it does that cool thing where you know it's going to reveal something because it slowly comes down from the TV and it starts going through the diner and all. The, and yeah. I was, I, I kept looking for the bald head. I was like, oh, I bet he's here. Bruce Willis <laughs> is in this diner somewhere. And it goes it goes up, to on the TV, and it sort of spins round. And it's these two women talking about. Oh, this is kind of like that guy like 15 years ago. What was he called? Mm-hmm. And then you see Bruce Willis. Like it reveals him next to him, next to it, and he just sort of like sighs and goes, Mister Glass. <laughs> and that is that this is a small complaint I have is that I don't think he needed to say that. Yeah. I feel like this dialogue was on the nose. I feel like I I feel like um had he not said it had they just left like mm-hmm. oh yeah, this reminds me of that, that, that train guy like like fifteen years ago. Had they just left mm-hmm. and then we see just Bruce Willis look up at the TV and then cut to black, that would have been enough. Like it's like yeah. okay, he knows there's a villain out there that he needs to deal with hype. <laughs> Hey. David Dunn yeah. versus the Horde okay. and whatever they're gonna call it. Broken, maybe. Maybe they'll call it broken. I don't know. Oh,
1: that's not bad. I don't
0: think they'll call it unbreakable too. I I I would bet money against it just being called unbreakable too. Yeah. That'd be my guess. But Un unsplittable. <laughs> Unsplitable. <Yeah. laughs> Put back together. Oh there
1: you go. <laughs> Our, uh, wait... Un- unbreakable verse unbreakable v horde dawn of something i
0: don't know uh no <laughs> i wonder if uh david i wonder if david dunn's got a superhero name now like maybe if he's been doing things here or there throughout the years that they've um, given him a name i don't know maybe i kind of i'd kind of would like it if his name
1: was just unbreakable really you think you'd call him that well, I, I don't know if people would actually call him that, but I'd like if that's like what he he goes by, just because uh, it's something like uh, I think it works as a name, but something that you don't really, you know, hear very often. Like you know, I, mostly everything is like man or something. Yeah, like. no,
0: I, I get you. Even the horde's a cool name, actually. I, I actually really like that. Oh yeah, yeah, because because like it so. is like all these different personalities, so it's the horde of you know, yeah, it, it works. It's pretty cool, and he is very animalistic as well. So, yeah. uh, so
1: that's that's pretty cool. Um, definitely one of the best like non. Comic book
0: base, oh hero absolutely! That's, that's, is, movies. This is the thing is I I love, and I said this when we first talk about it. But I just I love I love Unbreakable because it is it's like this is the other thing actually. That, that, this character was meant to be an Unbreakable. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew this about the making of Unbreakable, but originally he was writing that as like a kind like traditional superhero movie, and it, there was going to be like a bigger villain introduced, which was going to be the horde, in like the second half. Oh and it was going to, it, it was going to be a very typical whereas you know first act origin second act build up the villain yeah. third act fight. um mm-hmm. but he i remember like all the extra features back and when unbreakable came out in like dvd and stuff he said mm-hmm. but the, the part as like I th- it felt too packed in i didn't feel like i was actually getting to mm-hmm. really do anything interesting with it so the first movie unbreakable was just the first act that entire movie is mm-hmm. just about becoming the hero becoming realizing that he is a superhero uh, and this is essentially, I guess, is Act Two. This is <laughs> building up the super villain This is building up the arch nemesis. And I, I, th- I think I prefer. I don't know. Imbreakable's better. I think this is a a few a bit clunkier mm-hmm. The psychiatrist character is definitely clunky. There's a couple of things. You know, the girl's being undressed is a little bit mm-hmm. exploitative. Uh, and there's a couple of bits of dialogue here or there that have changed. But for the most part, I'm really happy. Like, I I can't believe I came out of this feeling as happy as I did about a Shyamalan movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> it works on its own as a horror movie. Uh, the ending probably makes you scratch your head if you've not seen Unbreakable. You're probably what the hell's this? I don't get it. That's fair. Yeah, I had to again. I had to explain it
1: to um, my girlfriend because she hadn't seen it before.
0: But it, but it, she wasn't like totally like, yeah.
1: what? I don't understand. You know, but, like do you
0: know, at the same time though. At the same time, I feel like that's just something that's necessary with this for this to be a surprise. They can't bill it as you know, a, oh, it's a spin off to Unbreakable, or it's this or it's that. If, right. Yeah. For it to be a surprise, they just have to accept the fact that people who don't know about Unbreakable. Won't get the little thing at the end. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. But for people who have seen Unbreakable, it's super exciting. For the people who like Unbreakable, yeah. it is like, holy shit, this is setting up the villain and, for him. This is, gr- oh, it's
1: great. And, it, and it's also cool, like, I, you know, it works for them. And if you did enjoy the movie, chances are you probably would like Unbreakable. And it's yeah, cool yeah. that now they have something to discover that they might have not otherwise.
0: But I, again, I love that the villain movie is a horror movie. Like, it's a different genre. Yeah. The, 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 the superhero movie which is i mean it's a fairly dark superhero movie it's very grounded and sort of gray and, and the, the yeah. best way possible not the way that they keep trying to make things gritty with batman v superman and then <laughs> you have the villain and built up like this and it's just uh it's great it should be a horror movie the, the villain yeah. story and his origin should be horrific and it, to, to a regular person to a to a regular person the villain a supervillain or a superhero should be kind of horrific. It should be scary that these people can do this. It's almost oh, the kind of thing yeah. that Batman v Superman was trying to do. Like, because they, mm-hmm. they always said, oh, this is a realistic take where how would real people react if there was Superman? They'd be terrified. Like, <laughs> this is them, this is doing that, but good, proper. But yeah, where, actually yeah, <laughs> working. Yeah, working because it isn't Superman because we shouldn't yeah. be scared of Superman because he's Superman. And this is, no, no, this is, we're, we're terrified of what this character can do and what he can become. It's horror. It's, yeah, Downright evil and ah oh, creepy. It's great.
1: And and there's actually like a point for the piss in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone <laughs> does piss themselves at one point, but understandably <laughs> she's scared because she thought she was about to be uh, raped. And that that's something yeah. that's kind of there throughout. is you think Dennis might rape them, and obviously yeah. Patricia says no, he's not allowed to do that. But he still keeps making them take off clothes. So you, that that weird psychological threat's always kind of there. Yeah. But uh, no, um. I really like Split. I I am ecstatic to say that. I am ecstatic to say that I really mm. like Split. I am ecstatic that we have an unbreakable cinematic universe.
1: The Shyamalan. The, there's got to be a name for it, Shyamalanverse or something. Oh God! <laughs>
0: They're thinking that. Like no, let's just keep it to those two. I, I don't want it to. <laughs> I, I like obviously Sixth Sense and Signs, but let's not you bring don't them into. You
1: want to bring the, the lady in, in the water into this? <laughs>
0: hey, lady and in the water. Can- well, I don't know what had a really that... good music and it had a good idea. Yeah. It was just, he went off the rails a bit with the script on that one.
1: <laughs> Maybe they can have the the dude that has like one jacked arm can be the next that was stupid. Like, guy to join.
0: All, all, I could, all I could think about that is like, that's clearly your wanking arm. Like, you <laughs> masturbate with that one and that one doesn't get used, and that's why it's like that. Don't tell me it's because you're lifting weights <laughs> with one and not the other. Oh, yeah. Tim, you got to switch hands. It's It's important for your health. Uh, you, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's better if you can let someone else do it and you just relax, but if you do it yourself, yeah. switch hands. Good good, good for you. Alright, we. this is actually one of the longest <laughs> episodes we've ever done, especially just the two of us. So this is actually kind awesome. of impressive. Uh, and I thought this would be long, because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I, I recommend this. I, I think it's I think it works as a horror movie. I think it's, it's it works as a thriller. I think McAvoy's fantastic. Uh, switching between the personalities. I think uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is very good in her role. And then, as a fan of Unbreakable, and what it does is the setting up the villain and how it completely reframes. Because the movie works without it, but it just gives it this new sort of, like, frame around it, where it just works yeah. in this second way as well. And yeah. as that, I also love it. And I love Unbreakable, so that works for me. So, um, Again, psychiatrist, clunky. A couple of that picks yeah. here are there about dialogue and things and the 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 sexualized stuff was a bit weird and out of place 8.5 is what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna rock an 8.5 with this one i am enthusiastic about split Mm. tim what would you give it out of 10 (laughs)
1: um I'm, i'm definitely gonna be uh a lot lower it's it's really hard because the stuff that i like is like a 10 you know but uh, there was also just like a lot of the, it was a lot of like little minor complaints, but they really added up and, and took out of the movie for me. So I'm gonna give it a, a six point five, which maybe sounds a little harsh, but there okay. but there was a lot that I I still did really like, and and again I want to see it again, so maybe uh, you know, I, maybe I have some time to think about it. You know,
0: I, I think a second viewing would work for you. But what I do like is that someone yeah. who is unsure about the movie. And for some, maybe they don't care about spoilers, so they've, they've watched this whole <laughs> thing. They get like my really excited yeah. to get your sort of more mute, lukewarm reception. Maybe that sets them up for expectations that are in a reasonable yeah. place, so that they're not overhyped from me or under-hate from you. So, yeah, that, I, would, I would still
1: definitely recommend people. Like, I wouldn't uh, try to. You know, um, drive someone away from not seeing it because I think it is really interesting and does uh, a lot of stuff well. And at, at the very least, the parts that didn't work, um, it, it was never anything that would make me like want to walk out of a movie. It's like, oh, that doesn't work, but it's still like an interesting thing. So I, I still would highly recommend uh, seeing it. Um,
0: but yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> cool. That's split, ladies and gentlemen. We went a long time in that. Hopefully, that was an enjoyable discussion. Let us know what you thought of split in the comments below. Uh, we're always curious to hear. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, obviously remember me and Tim do weekly tales from the crypt. Uh, sort of mini reviews that are like 10 ten, fifteen minutes. We're just working our way through. We're a good two thirds through season two uh, at this point. Which, um,
1: I know it's delayed now, but this does uh, make me a little more hopeful for the Shyamalan tales from the crypt. If it ever comes out, if it
0: ever comes out, yeah, that's, that's a very good mm-hmm. point. Um, and yeah, check it. Check out the other stuff we're doing. Uh, uh, other movie reviews for me, me and Matt, and uh, TV reviews for me and Connor. So that's all everything on the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you yeah. have new stuff you can talk about yet, or is that new stuff?
1: And uh, new shows we're doing.
0: There, there is at least one new show that's coming up.
1: Okay. If there's so more pulled, I've art.
0: forgotten about something, so I'll need to ask Tim what he's talking
1: about. But well, there's there's one that's similar to this one a little bit. That I think if people like this show, they'd probably be interested in. I'm not sure if you put them out yet, though.
0: And uh, no, there's nothing new yet. Okay, I will right, say right. there is a new show starting at the beginning of February. Uh, so next week, there's about a week from go. now, there'll be uh, the first episode of a new thing right. out. So uh, they have a little
1: bit of a tease now.
0: A little bit of a tease. All right. So, but yeah, guys, thanks very much for watching. Uh, let us know what you think. Thanks for sticking with us for this long, long review. <laughs> Uh, but you know what if we get good discussion I'm happy to keep rolling until we're done so Mm. thank you very much we'll see you next time keep watching horror movies we're out